Welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy, and with me, as always, is John. Yes, I am forever here, uh, unlike uh, some other people that I could mention. Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, uh, we're, 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 actually, that's kind of why I wanted to watch this oh, movie that I, I picked today. It really took me a while to get that. <laughs> I was all, who are you talking about? Technically, you've always been here because we changed the rules, so it worked. I mean, in my defense, I got my jaw broken, so... Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't really my fault. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I'm trying my best here. Okay, you're doing a good job. <laughs> but I, I, I felt like we needed a little rest and relaxation. You know, uh, we did uh, Unholy, which was good. That was last week. Uh, but that one was a movie that we had already picked out. It was something that we were meaning to do, and we had been sitting there with the video on our, our like shelf for like a week. Like, and we were like, oh, let's watch it. Oh, no, we should do it for the show. Oh, I don't know. And then I got it. bored, and I was like, I think I'm going to freaking watch it regardless. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. I'm glad I it was, a, it was an interesting show, and I'm, I'm glad that we went through it. Uh, but I, I, I feel like we need to watch something with a little bit more energy, a little bit more people that we know with a lot more fun in it. And that's why I chose Necronomicon Book of the Dead from 1993. I did not know what John was going to pick for this movie. I know. I'm excited. So this actually, I mean... Oh, God, it's probably going to be awful. Oh, it's going to be fun. But I, it's got a lot like, going for it, I though. like stuff with the Necronomicon, though, so I mean, maybe. And it is starring Jeffrey Combs. What? Yeah. That's a movie that I, I told you about like a week ago, and you're like, oh, my God, we should watch it because it's Jeffrey Combs. I like Jeffrey Combs. Oh. Everybody likes Jeffrey Combs, though. So, I mean, you know, it's it's like, oh, my God, I like ice cream. Well, yeah, yeah, everybody likes ice cream. Nobody hates ice cream, well, except for people who hate ice cream, which, you know, we don't talk about those people. Glass but anyway. God gave us ice cream for a reason. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not just starring Jeffrey Combs. It's starring a lot of people. I, I actually went through everything on there, and I, I was really surprised by the number and, like, stuff that other people in this show have done. Let's go ahead and start with the director. That's uh, We got Brian uh, Uzana. Uzna. Uzna. Sorry. Uh, who did the wraparound and part three. Uh, he actually did Bride of Reanimator. And these are the movies that he's directed. He's actually written quite a few more. I didn't feel like going into this stuff because we got a lot of crap going on Is here. that supposed to be part... Was part three a movie? Uh, no, it was uh, part three is part three of this movie. It's an anthology. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So he did the wraparound and part three. Those are the parts that he directed. So he directed Jeffy Crohn's and the third part of the movie. That's why there's so many directors in yes. here. Okay, got it. Yeah, and we've got, uh, but he did Brad of Reanimator. Uh-huh. He did Silent Night, Deadly Night number four. Uh-huh. And he also did The Dentist, which had Corbin Benson in it, who was Sean's dad from Psych. Really? Yeah. And he was also in, he was a Q in TNG for like one episode. Uh-huh. Uh, and he like kills people because he was a really great dentist. But then his wife cheated on him, and he lost his mind. I feel like there's other reasons to lose your mind. Well, I think there's other ways to kill people. Like, better, Other than, like... Better you know. reasons. <laughs> For those of you who have cheated... Is it who, ...who've ever had a cheating spouse, I am sorry. But I'm glad you're still here, and I'm glad you're not nutso. Yep. Uh, I, I just, you know, if you're a dentist, uh, please let us know if you're having marital problems before uh, consultation. We know a great therapist. <laughs> And we also got Christoph Gans, uh, who uh, did uh, he's he did part one of this uh, uh, anthology, and he did Brotherhood of the Wolf. Oh, I love Brotherhood of the Wolf. He did Crying Freeman, which is the one that's starring David uh, Dacascos. Michael Dacascos. Was it Michael Dacascos? I might have I might have said David because I was looking at David Warner. Mark, but, Mark, Mike, Mark, Mike, Mike Dacascos. Okay, so the the guy you know the guy. Mike Dacascos, I think that's his name. Anyways, he's from Double Dragon. Yeah. 
the the double dragon and the crow. Let's just go with that. Uh, and Silent Hill. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, all right. And then we got uh, Shusuke uh, Kaniko, uh, who did uh, he did the second part of this one, which is uh, he did 1995's Gamera, the Guardian of the Universe, 2006's Death Note, so the uh, Japanese Death Note movie, not the American Netflix terrible POS. Oh. Uh, and he also did, in 1988, he did a movie called Summer Vacation 1999. So I don't know how to feel about it, and it's like oh. a weird like. Yeah, that's. You're right. a friend of mine who died. It was a weird like. Unless I don't know what's like, going on with this. In the future. Oh, future! I remember back in like. Ten years later. I remember back in or 1995 when everything was 1999, like for like the dramas, like before in the 80s, everything was like space 1999, and it was like. You know, that's, like, the far future. But, like... <laughs> Whenever it's, just like, ten years. Yeah, when they were, like, doing, like, dramatic stuff, it, it took place in 1999, because it's, like, five years later, you know, kind of thing. Well, I mean, they, they also thought that in the 2000s we were going to have, like, flying cars and... We technically do. They're just not viable commercially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, this uh, was written, most of it was written by uh, Brett V. Friedman, uh, who did 1993's Ticks, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and one of our previous episodes, which was Hellbound, the one with Chuck Norris in it. He wrote Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yes, I know. He also wrote 2012's Food Fight, which is a John Tron video you haven't watched yet. Oh, it is terrible. And it has it has Charlie Sheen as a dog and he's like it's like cgi'd this makes me sad because oh, i was, really didn't like it not... was garbage oh uh, i mean it eh, mortal kombat annihilation wasn't like it was it, it was, was glorious it was i know i mean it wasn't like god awful it was god like i still watch it i still prefer that one to the new it's, mortal kombat it's fun as god well yeah because that's that one wasn't written by anybody who gave a crap about the the series in or fact that's actually together. that's why i was just like wait a minute I had, to, I had to rethink it because it's... It, it would, caused I, a critical re reassessment? Yeah. I was you're like, just like, wait a minute. Okay, so it could be worse. It could be new Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I see. New Mortal Kombat writing was well, caca. If it makes you feel any better. A uh, person who wrote the second part of the anthology is uh, Kuzunori Ito, who did most of the Pat Labor series. Uh, so he did like four or five of them. He did the Ghost in the Shell anime. He wrote the uh, screenplay for it. And he uh, is the guy who did 99% of the Dot Hack shows, including Dot Hack Sign. I do like Dot Hack Sign. He also did uh, Dot Hack uh, Key of the Twilight. He did Dot Hack uh, all the video games for it. So he's done a lot of writing. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Hopefully he, he saves it. And and uh, Brian Yuzna and, and Christoph Gans actually wrote a lot of the other stuff. And they, they're pretty prolific writers for a lot of things. I think uh, Brian did... Um, he did, like, one of the, like, Silent like Deadly Nights, and he did, like, uh, Return of the Evil Dead, or Return of the Living Dead 3 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to say that they did those because we got too much crap to go through anyway. Yeah. Because this movie is starring a lot of people. We've got Jeffrey Combs, who did, uh, you know, he was in Fear.com and other, like, shows that we've done. Oh, was he in Fear.com? He was that guy. He was one of the detectives. Was he really? Yeah, I'm for, like, a little bit. It. I'm going to watch it again. I just remember him from... Uh, House on Haunted Hill, Return to House on Haunted Hill, and of course the Frighteners and Creep Show, from Beyond, Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator. Yeah, yeah we love Jeffrey Combs. Everybody loves Jeffrey Combs. Heck Who yeah. hates Jeffrey Combs? Jeffrey Combs is the ice cream of horror movies. Uh, we've also got Bruce Payne, who unfortunately played the blue-lipped guy from the Dungeons and Dragons movie, the Damodar dude. Oh, if gosh. You will feel the 
pain that has inflicted me. The, and I was just like, oh no. The creepy, the creepy yes, guy? Yes, the, the blue lip guy. Was he, isn't he like the whispery guy? Was he, he the whispery guy? He kind of, yes. And he's like, <laughs> kind of, kind of. Yeah, I mean, everybody was, was whispery compared to Jeremy Irons. Oh, he was there. just screaming was constantly. Like, show me your rage. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? He I love just, this. He was just screaming constantly. I think that was a whispery guy, though. Admittedly, that is my... That's my... The way that I usually try to play bad guys in uh, D&D. It's just, is just screaming. completely screaming over the top. Just because rage. It's like, I can throw a fireball and summon the dead. <laughs> Uh, so we've also got... You can't see him right now, but he's doing his little <laughs> grabby fingers. The grabby fingers. It's like, it's like jazz hands, but grabby. Yeah, yeah, um, like a... Like, we got, uh... Like, <laughs> like pinchers? Pinchers, kind yeah, of, I guess. Yeah, looks a little like pinchers. Anyway, sorry. Uh, he was also, uh, in Howling 4, mm-hmm. uh, so not a good one. And but Warlock I, 3. And Warlock 3, yes. We also got Richard Lynch, who was in Sword and the Sorcerer, he was in Trancers 2, and he was one of the doctors in Halloween from 2007, the one that was done by Rob Zombie. Uh, we've also got David Warner. Nice. Who shot uh, at uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic? Uh, he was also in the Mouth of Madness. He was the guy who was talking to um, Sam Neill. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Waxworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in so many movies. He was also the best Delta Knight in Quest of the Delta Knights, one of my favorite episodes of Mystery Science Theater. Wasn't David Warner in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the second one? Yes. He, he was, was the, the doctor. Scientist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At the very beginning. He was also um, in. Uh, He's he's in Time Cop, and he's the guy who runs into himself and melts. Oh. Yeah, and so there's actually a guy who, I, like, a, 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 an author, mm-hmm. and that's how he explained, like, yeah, don't touch anybody. He's like, you're going back in time, Chief. Don't touch no one. Remember what happened to David Warner in Time Cop? And I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you didn't, it was a shorthand. It was like, oh, good. Uh, we also got Marina Ford, who was in The Haunting Morella. She was in Lost Woman, and she was in our previous episode of Unnameable 2. She was the lady. Maria Ford. That's what I said. I think you said Marina. I think I said Maria, but whatever. Eh, whatever. Yeah, It's uh, Maria. 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 We also have uh, Belinda Bauer, who was uh, Dr. Juliet Fax in uh, the, uh, the Robocop 2. She's the one who convinces them to put the uh, the narc guy's head inside of the RoboCop. You you sit there and you say no, but I know we watched it together. <laughs> I don't think um, I've ever seen RoboCop Yes, you too. have. Yes, you have. I don't remember. Uh, and we also have uh, Vladimir uh, Kulich, who was the leader guy in 13th Warrior. Okay, I just watched that recently. Yep. Uh, gotcha. He was also in uh, the TV show Mantis. Da-da-da. Mantis. Da-da-da. Which I love Mantis. I know. Mantis was like Sequest and like all the other like shows that kept coming out back during that period of time. Hate myself. That were these weird, like, syndicated, like, goofball shows. Mm-hmm. And I, I miss those because you used to have, like, Relic Hunter, uh, Cleopatra 2525. They have that on Tubi. Oh, yeah. They've got think, them all on Tubi because nobody Tubi. wants to pay for it. Speaking them. of Forever Night, if anybody's ever seen that show, it's from the 90s and it is on there. Yes. So lots of shows on I'm Tubi, so but we're not going to be watching this one on Tubi. We actually have a copy of it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know where you can find it. Good luck. Uh, maybe it's on Amazon. Maybe it's on Shutter. I don't know. But this one's fun. I'm, I'm excited about this one. I'm excited that you're getting to watch it because I know that you like Jeffrey Combs and you haven't had enough Jeffrey Combs in your life lately. I love Jeffrey Nobody Combs. Nobody has enough Jeffrey Combs. Really, whenever Jeffrey Combs leave, you could use a little bit more Jeffrey Combs at Just that watch point. The Frighteners, too. <laughs> we got him? Yeah, he was I, The Frighteners, I too. do love him in The Frighteners. <laughs> all right, so we're going to pause it right here, and we will see you all in just a bit. We'll be back. 
from the very depths of hell. of the imagination. It is coming. H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon. The Book of the Dead. No! Three strange tales of the supernatural and the unearthly. Don't push me away! A terrifying trilogy. Inspired by the horrific works of the original master of horror himself, H.P. Lovecraft. The secrets of the Necronomicon do not come cheap. An amazing encounter. Why are you doing this to me? In the realm of lurking fear and unspeakable horror oh. that will take you to hell. Oh. And back. And we're back. We're back. I had a lot of fun with this one. Did you like it? I liked it actually. Okay, there yeah. was a lot of there's a lot of energy in this one, especially near the ending, which I, I thought was really kind of fun. This is one of those standard anthology ones with just three, um, like bits in it. Was it three stories? Just three stories. Oh, three well, stories and then in the, the main story. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a trilogy of terror kind of deal, or um, tales from the dark side. Okay. Or creep show two. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, starts out, and it's supposedly happening in the 1930s, and we do get a, a bit where they say the 1930s. And the car that H.P. Lovecraft shows up in, because we are following H.P. Lovecraft, uh, who is Jeffrey Combs, but Jeffrey Combs with like a Bruce Campbell chin and a nose, and I think a nose piece. Yeah, it was weird. He had like it was, makeup. It on was him. good makeup. Like it was hard to tell that it was Jeffrey Combs at first. Like I, I definitely could tell by his voice, like. But it and was, his eyes. Yeah. So his voice and his eyes are pretty much the the same. <laughs> yeah. So he, he goes into this uh, kind of weird looking uh, library in, I want to say, L.A. It feels like L.A. It's very California. Maybe. I don't know. Can you yeah. say? Yeah, I'd say L.A. So it's like L.A. He goes into this uh, uh, <laughs> this weird looking library and the guy in there who's like, I think a monk or something like that is like, oh, Mr. Lovecraft, da 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 and he's like talking to him and, he, and the whole time HP is like trying to grab this really big clunky key set that jingle jangles all the time. And it like, has like loudly. And it has like old keys on it. So they're like the size iron. of your fist, yeah. And they're they're <laughs> they're jingling. They're they're not just like ding, you know like oh it's I where did I put my keys? Uh, they're like clanking all the time. And like it would be very obvious to to notice that a huge weight has been taken off your belt. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to go like, oh man, I feel 20 pounds lighter. Well, let me just continue on. Hopefully it doesn't have anything to do with that massive amount of keys I'm walking around with. But somehow, I guess he rolled a natural 20 on his stealth check and he gets the fuck out of there. He goes into the secret room and inside of that secret room is another smaller secret room that has a cage inside of it. Like it's like a wrought iron, like gel cell kind of, you know, like area. So he goes in there and inside of that is a safe and he opens up the safe. And as soon as he opens up the safe, the door clangs shut behind him, locks him in and he immediately drops the keys. Into the water. Right into the water that's under this, like, so the, the cell has this, like, cage at the bottom of it. It's so weird. Full of water. And, of course, he drops it in there, and he's just like, oh, well, shit. And it's obviously creepy water, because it's got the dry ice in there. Yeah, and it's, it's like, green and stuff like that. You know it had to smell terrible. Yeah. But he yanks out this gigantic book from inside of the, uh, the vault, 
uh, that's in there. And Which is obviously the Necronomicon. Yes. Uh, no, uh, no weird face, no fleshy anything else. This is a this is a book book. It's a, it's a huge book too. But he pulls it out and he starts writing. As he's writing, uh, there's a a smaller kind of trap door in the back of the uh, the vault that opens up and it shows a sigil. Uh, reminds me very much of um, the stuff that you would see in like Quake, where it doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but it looks really interesting. And that's when we get the first story. I think it was counting down. Uh, uh, yeah, or probably, or something like that. It was. It's the warding uh, to to keep the. Uh, <laughs> it's all one. The, the face grabber two, out. Three. You're uh, out. But, uh, so we get the first story. The first one is called The Damned. Uh, we know that because H we see H.P. Lovecraft write it down. We don't see him do that with the rest of them. No, we don't. No, I was a little pissed about that one. I think that the second one is Cold Time in the Hot Town Tonight. And then the next one after that is uh, Butchers Wear Galoshes. <laughs> I'm going to come up with my own names for these things. But uh, first one is The Damned. I can't oh change gosh. that one because he wrote it down. Uh, and we see a woman who I think this one is the uh, the fox lady. Um, the fax lady. Not fox. Uh, it's, uh, I want to say it's, God, what's her name? Where's my notes? Notes. Uh, I want to say that one is, this is just going to drive me nuts. Uh, Belinda Bauer. Uh, so she is, it, it's, it's so weird because when you, I haven't seen that woman in forever and I'm like, oh, well, obviously that's the girl from RoboCop 2. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, it's it's her. And she's taking a guy who I think his last name is Delacroix. And it's Damodar. Damodar yeah. comes into this old building that has been apparently left to him. Damodar? Damodar is the name of the guy who plays, uh, it's, His uh, name's Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. Yeah, he's Damodar. He's always Damodar. And it was so funny because I was sitting there like looking at him. I'm like, is it is it the guy from, from Dungeons and Dragons? And it zooms in on his face because he has hair. But it zooms on his face and, and all you can see is his forehead and the rest of his face. And you go, oh, it's that's him. That's him. That's the dude. That's basically bald. Uh, but and, and clearly this is not taking place in the 1930s. It's like the 1950s or so because the, the cars are radically different. Uh, but... Uh, they're checking out this old house. Like, I think it's supposed to be a... I think it's like a hotel, hotel. or yeah. something like that on this rocky cliffside. Reminded me a little bit of the... the um, no, actually, it wouldn't really. <sighs> kind of reminded me of one of the other ones that they had, like the, the creepy hotels that they had in other H.P. Lovecraft shows. Oh, I think of um, The Witches. Okay. The original, the original Witches. Okay. Uh, I think it was a little. Uh, it was definitely bigger than that. Uh, I mean, it's obviously a hotel on the, a cliffside. Yeah, like it's, they even have him wherever he goes onto the balcony, and it's looking over the ocean, which so. is hilarious to me because he was walking up one of the stairs like not five minutes earlier, and he cracked through it and fell down like an entire floor. <laughs> he really and did. She, like then the 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 chick from RoboCop two is all. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful about that. You know, the floor is just trying to kill you. I don't think this place likes you. Yeah, this, ho this, this hotel just doesn't like you. And she is really trying very hard to uh, to get him to sell. And he is not having any of it. Um, it's uh, it's it's actually pretty funny because she's just like, you got to sell it. I think she says, you have to sell this land. It's it's honeycombed with, uh, with holes and it makes noise. The water is coming in and uh, you should ocean. totally sell it. Yeah. Because nothing's good here and, and it's all going to fall apart and you should sell it is, is the selling thing. But don't worry about other stuff and then sell it. Well, 
we find out that what had happened was uh, the uh, the person who left it to him was, I want to say, was she even related? I don't know. Like, like was was the the lady who left it to him was his aunt or something like that? But was she even related to the captain that we get a story? This story, so technically, we don't get three stories. Don't... We don't get three tales. We get six tales, or well, five. Tales. I don't think she would have been related because he his only son died. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like it so, doesn't yeah. make any whole sense. Yeah. yeah, but um, a blood relation somehow. Yeah, some some kind of sideways thing. But apparently in the 1800s there was a we, we get a flashback while uh, the dude from Dungeons and Dragons is kind of sitting there and staring out in the ocean reading a letter. Uh, and the explanation is is that um, uh, a a uh, clipper ship ran aground, and after running aground, uh, the captain survived. The the person whom he was related to, uh, who is relating the story to uh, the guy from Dungeons and Dragons, who turns out to be the dude from uh, The Sword and the Sorcerer. Like, the whole time I'm like, oh, it's the dude from The Sword and the Sorcerer, because he's like, he's so evil, and he's got the big beard. I, I, honest, I think he's the guy from Werewolf, too. Like he's 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 the dude who's just like ah yes you can see how he's a werewolf because he's sleeping nose to anus that's also a mystery science theater uh, oh. thing anyway so he's like sitting there and he's he's kind of going off on this this stuff he's just like yes we we ended up we crashed into the ocean uh, to to the uh, well they crashed the, into some rocks like the rocks and then <laughs> the people of the town saved him pulled him out. But turned out that his wife and son had died. And we also have a flashback to uh, the guy from Dungeons & Dragons. He was driving along the cliffside and he fucking wasn't paying attention. And then suddenly it transitions to a matchbox car going across like a, a cliff that we're seeing from the underside. And it immediately slams into like a tub full of water. <laughs> what was that sound you made whenever that happened? Aye. <laughs> yeah, you aye. Aye. Because they crash over the thing. Well, so they crash over... <laughs> Then we, we go to a mortician, like a mortician area where like it turns out the guy from Dungeons and Dragons had a girlfriend who was blowing bubbles at him and she died. But the way that they show him, like they're like here Identifying the body. Yeah, is in a pool full of other bodies. Yeah. They're it like, is, is this her? We found a whole bunch of like bodies in this drain. Yeah. And we just like you. we think this one might be yours. Is this yours? Then he, he freaks he out and he runs. Runs out, yeah. We flip back to that, uh, the sea captain. The sea captain is super pissed at the family dying. So what he does is he throws, he like stumps down the stairs as they were doing like a bloodletting on him. And he grabs a hold of this gigantic Bible and he tosses it into the fire. And at the same time, we're like, no, don't, don't do that. No. And he, actually, and he was just like, ooh. And I, like, I wouldn't blame him for it though. Cause it's, you no. know, yeah, I would because he, he's he, like, He's freaking the fuck out. Like, he might be like, oh, he's, the brick is talking to me, and he tosses it in there. Like, I mean, there is a there, there is a, a reasonable amount of time to, to stop him from doing it. Unfortunately, he is fully cognizant because he even rhymes afterwards. I think he was rapping. He got, What was the thing that he says? Uh, uh, any god that would steal from me, uh, my only love and progeny? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're doing this. Rapping, rapping sea captain. Uh, but he's like, you can piss off. Get out of my house. We won't be al allowed to come here anymore. So everybody gets pissed off and leaves because he's burning a Bible. Uh, and as they have left, another thing starts slamming on the door because it's very bum, bum, bum. And uh, inside comes a obviously a deep one. Uh, but it's a uh, this, this 
figure wearing like a weird it looks like a coolie hat like one of the the chinese the, like coolie hats with like seaweed all over it i thought it was just like a really big like i always see um it reminds me very much of like the davy jones like how they had like the big big hats i don't uh, know I don't that's, know how that's kind of it yeah but like it it uh it stumps in it's like ah yes don't worry there are things that believe in 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 helping you during this time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, that's the nicest thing. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you, have you heard the word of our great god Cthulhu? I think it will be helpful in this time of trial for you. And then he, Please enjoy. He has like these big eyes. I really like all the effects in this movie. Yep. Like they're very, they're, they're awesome. They're really awesome. And um, it's very 90s, but it's very awesome. And so this, this thing that comes in has these eyes that are on the side of its head looks like very gold like a ugly goldfish we do also it's very 90s uh in the fact that we get a lot of like rotoscoped animated like shenanigans happening on it too (laughs) i love that oh yeah i love that and uh and and he has like like clams and you know he's all gross and wet everything is moist in this this episode like it's it's all wet uh, it's at that point that Deep One gives him the, the Necronomicon, same book that H.P. Lovecraft is reading out of, which I'm not sure how this is working since H.P. Lovecraft is taking place in the 1930s by the uh, idea of everything else. Uh, the uh, the thing with the guy from Dungeons and Dragons is probably happening in the 1950s, so apparently the book can time travel uh, yes. in, inside the stories or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. Um, he, the, the captain is so distraught that he, uh, re, he cracks that bitch open and immediately to the how to resurrect your kids with science. Uh, well, your draws dead a, ones. Oh, yeah. your, your dead ones with science because he gets both his wife and his kid. He, he draws a circle on the floor uh, and apparently all it takes is reading out that famous little line from H.P. Lovecraft, which is the, uh, in, you know, uh, uh, nothing dead lies. I can't remember the rest of it. You uh-huh. know, whatever. It's, it's uh, even in death, uh, it's strange eons, even death may die. Uh, Cthulhu lies in his house dreaming. Uh, Cthulhu, Fathagan, really, yeah, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I have, um, I have my Necronomicon over there if you want to go get it. Uh, he, uh, he takes a, a chalice. Of course, he's got a chalice. It's, it's unrelated chalice, though. This this chalice was there beforehand. Yeah, he uh, just liked to drink out of really big cups. It's it was his uh, super fancy uh, pimp glass. Yeah, you know, it was that Heisman Trophy thing. Just in case it was like oh. hockey season, he just woo, you know, fills it full of beer, splashes on people. But you know, his wife and child died, so he couldn't feel it. I like my pimp glass. Better. I like that too. Yeah, that's probably better. Anyway, he fills that full of his blood, which he slices his wrist, and I'm just sitting there going like, yeah, no, cut it real deep there, buddy. Was it his wrist or his hand? His wrist. Oh. Uh, the other one did the hand. Oh, okay. So so that happens, and then what do you know? His wife, animation. And kid, his wife and kid wake up, and they're like, <laughs> "Daddy, father, I'm, I'm so cold." And what was his name? Jan. Jan. I thought he was just bored. So Jan, and then Jethro was the name of the captain. Yes. Which I'm like Jethro. Yeah, his name was Jethro, and his son's name was Jethro? Jan. 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 Yeah. See, that made sense because he was supposed to be like Swedish or something like that. Well, his name is Jethro. But I was like, oh, it's Jethro. I don't know what his wife. Well, oh, you know, what, his wife's name was like. Uh, Elizabeth? No, what was her name? Which, that's just all over the place. I can't remember. There's there's right. a lot of there's a lot of ladies in this, so it's hard to keep track of names. Um, but they wake up and then you know they're like, oh, how could you how could you leave us in that place, Jethro? So cold. And then were you a, a poor mountaineer barely keeping us fed, Jethro? <laughs> and then the animation kicks in and if you had only been paying attention to where the boat was going and not shooting at some food <laughs> oh my god up come the 
from the ground came something. I don't know what it was. It was octopus in the face. It was octopus in the face. So they their eyeballs turned into green reanimator looking eyeballs. And it like uh, there literally is an octopus that comes out of the sun's mouth. But and then it, it like, and it's going. It's, it's in and out. It's in and out. So it's like it's sliding in and out. I'm just like that's that's dirty. <laughs> that's, that's suggestive. John no. found every single dirty thing that they well, had in this movie. It was not hard to do because, uh, like five seconds after that, like so we we transitioned from the sea captain. I don't know what he did with the wife and son, but yeah, we, no, no, it it showed it. So so the wife and son, yeah, it did. So the wife and son, no. Uh, what happened? Oh, okay, what do you think? Because maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was looking down. What did the wife and son do? Well, because he ends up going and killing himself after that. Yeah, that's all they did. But they, the wife and son were on the were were behind him in the the curtain. Oh, were they? Yeah, so they okay. were behind that. They were behind the curtain, because um, it like it shows him and he's like on the edge of like the little the little whatever the hell balcony like, balcony yeah about to kill himself and then it shows the wife and the son behind him behind the curtains okay yeah but we don't know what happened to them after that but that's my thing oh yeah it's like we don't know what happened to them after that yeah yeah, we don't know what happened to the wife and son bodies um except we kind of have an idea just because we see what happens maybe they weren't real maybe they threw themselves into the ocean afterwards maybe they weren't real and they they could like like slimy oh yeah that's probably what it was uh but so what happens is is that uh yeah uh the sea captain decides to take his own life jumps off the uh the balcony and hits the ground and it's it's not even like it's like 10 feet down so it's like (laughs) it's like oh he did (laughs) Um, we, uh, then shoot forward, uh, to, uh, Damodar uh, freaking the hell out. He, he runs into this room. So the Dungeons and Dragons guy runs into this room with this giant table and it's a huge, like, like open area. So he goes up to this giant table, must weigh 300, 400 pounds. And he kicks that motherfucker and it slides without a sound across the the ground i it think just, all the whoosh. tables here are like super quiet yeah, no no table or chest they've got makes any noise really nice casters yeah that must be it. uh and he flips over the uh <laughs> the rug and underneath it is the pentagram and it's like aha therefore the book must be with the books even though the thing that he he was reading all this off of that the sea captain sent him uh reads and it says it literally says my wife is is guarding the book the book my is with beloved. my beloved my beloved and he runs over to the bookshelf and he starts flipping through all the books. He's like, I can't find it. Damn. So he goes to sleep. He goes night night. And, and then, then the yeah. ghost visits him of the captain. And the captain's like, my beloved has it, you fucking idiot. There's <laughs> like, a picture of my wife in the room that you're in and you're not putting this together. How could you not put it together? You're an idiot. And he goes like, I must find that book or something worse will befall you. And then he's like, "Wait, no, that's that's later on." <laughs> so he goes over to the painting with the uh, of the wife, cracks that some bitch open, and inside he finds more cobwebs and maggots on top of the Necronomicon. He takes the Necronomicon downstairs, reads the Cthulhu Fathogon thing out, and splashes the uh, blood on the pentagram. Uh, there's a lot of glowing green lights under the floorboards, which really just kind of pisses me off because I'm like, there is nothing under that floor. There's- Air is coming straight up. There is though. There's like the the. Oh, I know, but you know, it's there's the there's no insulation. It's just it's just open. It's a, maybe it's, it's a bright wind ass blowing light. right the fuck up. Maybe it's a bright ass light. It's still coming through the floorboards. Oh yeah. And there's 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 like a half an inch gap between each one of those things. Yeah, that's no true. wonder he's falling through shit. <laughs> That like that like gives me yeah, the it's, Could you imagine you walk in there and you wonder how that smells? It's gotta be terrible. Ew. 
Anyway, so he goes back to bed, and as he uh, he's asleep, uh, in comes the like the pale figure of the dead girlfriend, girlfriend who blew yeah, the bubbles. Her wife, blew, uh, whatever, bubbles. dead 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 somebody other. others. Yeah, uh, she walks up the stairs, very goopy. She's a very goopy lady. Very wet. Uh, she's very moist. Uh, she <laughs> walks into the room and... Uh, oh, and then no, she's she, like, let me in. She's like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, baby, let me in. He's like, of course, of course, please come in. And I'm like, oh, we're <laughs> acting now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, my darling, it was my fault. And she's like, shh, hush, I've been blowing. I'm tired of blowing bubbles. <laughs> And then, and then she she, pulls, she goes down. To, she, like, obviously, it, like, it's it's starting to like the head starts going out. I'm like, oh no! And <laughs> she, she's she, she's opening up the dude's like shirt. Too. Yeah, because she's like, I ain't gonna be blowing no more bubbles. I ain't blowing no bubbles anymore. I won't blow something else. The funny part is, is that this is not the first time that we've seen this actress naked because it is the same girl who played uh, the unnameable two. Yes, and she uh, is so naked. It's, it's Mar- Maria Ford. She's very pretty, yeah. but she's, she's also got really pale. Like she's super pale, very and she got these long, like her fingers are like, like I don't know if her, they covered her, her in like, <laughs> like petroleum jelly or something like that. Yeah, it was to make nasty. her look wet. Yeah, like she was moist, and she's rubbing all over his face. And as she's doing that, she opens her mouth, and out comes a squid mouth. A, a squid something. Yeah, and then and then uh and then he's just like, Hoo! and so he like tries to like push her off of him, and she's like, don't push me off of you. And then she comes up, and that's when the strings come out of his her, her eyeballs, eyes. and she's like, blah, and she's like, like tendrils, eyes just, like and they're like the little tiny ropey noodly things that that. Come it looks out like and, ramen. And they they wrap around his neck, but he grabs a hold of a falchion that's on the freaking wall. He cuts her, and, and then, she bleeds green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She bleeds green, and then. Uh, she turns out to be. So uh, she gets pulled back out, right? Because you see, that's yeah, whenever you yeah. see the tentacle in her back. But it's like a, it's like a, a yank. Like it's not even like a. Oh, let me go ahead and like you know pull this thing back, you know, towards me. Like you're you're pulling like a fishing rod. It's like Ew. it's like the yank part. So she's like she's like thrown through the door down into the center of the the uh, the, the floor. Pentagram, like, yeah. So which is like four stories down. <laughs> and so she's screaming. She's like. Ah! And like uh, the the Dungeons and Dragons guy is like, what the hell is going on? Well, she gets pulled through the. Um... She's a tentacle. Yes, so she turns into a tentacle. So I thought it was really cool. I love that part of it because yeah. it's like you you had like a twenty minute thing on there. I you did. were just like, oh my god. Because it's like, what happens? Because squid can change their colors, mm-hmm. and octopus can too. And they can so, even change their the way that everything looks to so, look like coral. And yeah, so it's like, wouldn't that be really interesting if that was its self defense mechanism, or like that was its camouflage, is to, to, you know, turn one of its little tentacles into whoever you were, whoever you're after, or whatever. Which is pretty cool, except for the fact that it is obviously a deep one, so that's still not a. I mean, it's it, it, nothing good is going to happen out of this thing, uh, because she gets a tentacle. She turns into a tentacle. Gets pulled back through the hole in the floor, mm-hmm. and through that hole, a beholder pops out. That is the best way for me to describe this: is a giant monster with tentacles all around its its single eye that it's staring up. It's like it, it looks like a ball with a mouth, one eyeball, and a whole bunch of tentacles. Yeah. So it's at that point that uh, the guy from D and D decides to channel his inner Arrow Flynn. He cuts a rope on this giant wrought iron candelabra, which is uh, pointy at the at the bottom yeah like, it's, it's it, one of the murder ones it's like sharp they super, have that just in case you have to have it 
I mean that. I mean, obviously, it came in handy. Yeah, I mean, so the chandelier. Uh, he cuts the chandelier. The chandelier gets stuck at the top, so he like climbs up. As he's doing so, the tentacle beast at the bottom is like flailing around, smashing the living shit out, out of, of everything. everything. And it, so he climbs up. He drops that some bitch. It stabs the thing in the eye, and it falls through. He punches through a stained glass window at the top, climbs up, and he's like, ah, I have survived. I'm like, you sold your soul to the fucking Elder Gods, dude. That thing is still crawling up there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like screaming out in the background. I'm like, yeah, of course it's screaming out in the background. It's crawling the rest of them, man. You're screwed. Yep. Uh, and that's the end of that tale. We uh, immediately flash into... Uh, we go back to... Yep. to Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs. Combs. Yep. Who is... Uh, he's chilling out, and um, inside of the the uh the vault that the uh the necronomicon was in the uh the the sigil thing slides down and there's another door behind it uh so we're like oh that's interesting uh i think the other guys are walking around like he wouldn't be stupid enough to do that and he's like he? uh, he's human uh, enough of course he's stupid enough yeah, he's he's human i'm like I really, I'm glad they didn't go. Of course he would be stupid enough. The librarians are sitting there talking to him about like, you don't think that guy who was in here, who we told don't go out of this area, who is no longer in this area, uh, could have been stupid enough. Of course he's an American, you know, something like that. Yeah, no, no, he's human, which yeah. is obvious. Like, oh. Well, now, uh, like later on, it becomes much, much more obvious. Uh, but we get story number two now, which is probably the longest and I want to say the best one of. I liked all of them, but I, I, which one was this one? Uh, this is the one with the uh, the cold house. So a reporter oh, yes. guy in I guess this is supposed to be Boston uh, because it's like that's like oh it's cold in here. So he goes into this house and he's berating this woman wearing sunglasses and it's like. You know, uh, there have been do you 40 wanna, dead bodies yeah, out here. Yeah, do you want to tell me about these bodies? You know, blah, blah, blah. And there's a doctor who owns this place, but it was 80 years ago, so he should be dead. But apparently he's not dead because there's no obituary for him. Can you tell me what happened? And the guy <laughs> the guy who's doing this, the reporter, is uh, the guy who played Eddie in the miniseries version of It. Uh, and he's also in, um, he's actually in one of my favorite little uh, miniseries called The Lost Room, uh, which if you ever get a chance to watch that one, it was a, back when sci-fi had a, like, a better understanding. They could also spell correctly, so that was nice. Uh, but anyway, so he's berating this woman, she gets him tea, uh, and she decides to tell him the story. Uh, back in the 70s, so we've had another tra uh, transition of time, uh, a uh, a woman, young woman, goes to uh, the same apartment complex that we're looking at, or the uh, the the room for let place. She goes in there, uh, trying to get away from somebody. Uh, she is looking around as though she's hunted, so she's very freaked out. And the landlady tells her, uh, "Just don't bother uh, Doctor Madden. Mm -hmm. He must not be disturbed." Uh, she's like, oh, "Okay," so she goes upstairs into her room, takes a shower. We get some nice gratuitous nudity. Uh, and then we sh shift back to outside where there's like a lot of like cigarette butts on the ground and then the door is open and we're like, oh, she's being chased. So she gets out of the bathroom and she's drying herself off. She like something drops on her face and then she looks around and suddenly Achilles is there. That's right. Achilles from Robot Jocks is there. And he's just John like, was so excited. I was like, yes, it's him. He was also, so he was also the guy from uh, Alien Nation, the series. 
So I just I love it seeing him on there. But he uh, he's like, oh baby, I just wanted to hear you practice your flute. You gotta practice on my instrument, which is gross because it, it's her stepdad. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, that's and that's she's not been she's been sexually abused before is how it was how yeah. it was told. I she's guess. not having that. So she runs the fuck away. Uh, she smacks him in the head with the flute, runs out, kicking and screaming. She runs upstairs trying to find uh, I help. Guess, Just yeah. help. Uh, she slips, she falls, she cracks her head. Uh, that's when uh, David Warner comes out of nowhere and stabs the guy in the hand, uh, causing Achilles to fall down the store. And that's he like, like a stairwell. It's a really tiny little stairwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's why the vodka tastes like blood. Uh, but anyway, uh, so David Warner patches her up and gives her some stuff. And immediately uh, falls in love with her, apparently. Oh, yeah. uh, and then she, uh, she, she like, passes out. Um, and then she wakes up uh, in the middle of the night, and she goes upstairs, and she sees uh, a body, which is obviously the stepdad's body, uh, on a long, like, I guess it's, it's, like, some kind of ice chest or something like that. And they're, like, drilling holes into his spine to, I guess, get the... Spinal, spinal fluid. fluid, yeah. Um, but uh, David Warner's trying to hold her down, and the guy, the body is flopping all over the place. I'm like, look, if you knew you were going to be stealing out spinal fluid, plus he's been doing this for 40 years, you'd think you'd have something with like a belt buckle on it or something. But nope, they didn't do that. So she slips, falls, and cracks her head again. And the 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 lady who owns the place likes or uh, is helping David Warner. Yes. With all this, so he's not doing it by himself. It's obvious that the lady knows about it also. Uh, she wakes up in her bed, uh, and it's like, oh, it was all a dream. Uh, she goes over to the diner next door, and she's talking to uh, the uh, the owner, who's like, oh, wow, that doctor, he should be, like, 100 years old now. And she's like, what? No, he's super young. Um, I think David Warner has also tried to help her. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, you were having really fucked up dreams, weren't you? And he cuts himself, and he, like, bleeds water. Yeah. Or something like yeah. spi- I guess that's spinal fluid. Or, or right. something yeah, like I that. guess it would be spinal fluid. Uh, so she goes to the uh, the diner. Uh, she sees in the diner like there's a bunch of cops who have like wanted posters for her uh, stepfather. Her step- yeah. So she runs back and she starts screaming at David Warner, who kind of explains everything, which is he uh, he's like a water bear. It's like he is somehow he found in the Necronomicon the ability to to stop the aging process, which is to be very science. very cold. Yes, so he's been chilling everything out. Now I bet this was a lot more impressive back in the 1920s when you couldn't have air conditioning, but now it's like, oh, okay, so you just have an AC unit. Nice. <laughs> um, David Warner then takes her upstairs into his little arboretum area, uh, and uh, he's like, "I totes love you, baby." So he gives her the D. Uh, well, unfortunately, the landlady sees this and she's very unhappy about that whole situation. And David Warner explains that she loves him, the landlady, but he doesn't love her. Because yeah. he's lost his ability to love but until not... he's met uh, Emily. Yeah, who is young and hot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really the sad part. So yeah. the, the young hot just, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I wasn't able to feel anything and then suddenly I started feeling stuff. With yeah, you, who knew? Baby. Who knew? <laughs> so uh, she freaks out. Uh, because David Warner starts like he's like tripping balls. He like he starts doing something weird. He's like, oh, quick, put me in the ice box. He, uh, she like drops David Warner into the ice box, throws ice all over him. Uh, and she's... oh wait, that's that's before he tells her all the stuff that's happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because she puts him in the ice box, helps him with all that. Well, gets thought... him all cold. No, no, no. But cause... then, but then he has to. No, no. He's sleeping. He's sleeping in his little his little 
yeah. cold box, whatever. And then the the landlord comes up and is like, "I'm gonna kill you, or you're gonna kill me. It's gonna be one or the other." Yeah, she and has, then she, she pulls the knife out. Yeah, and that's when the the uh, Emily freaks the fuck out and she leaves. Uh, well, turns out nine, like you know, six or seven months later, she's got a baba uh, from David Warner. So I guess you know, even full of spinal fluid, uh, that uh, it still works. Ugh. Uh, so Ugh. Uh, at this point, we get him. Uh, she goes back to to find them. She finds David Warner and the landlady trying to kill the the diner owner. So she's like, "No, don't!" Which causes David Warner to freak the hell out, and he falls over. The uh, the, di- the like the landlady is like trying to kill the diner owner. She runs over. Emily runs over to to keep him away and starts helping the diner owner the fuck out. And she's like, "I was trying to find out where you went." This is what the diner owner is all like. He's like freaking the fuck out. Well, the landlady grabs a hold of the scalpel piths uh the uh diner owner diner owner mm-hmm. so he drops uh and then she's like we have to kill her david and david warner's like no i want that ass and, and then he, he spazzes out and he flips out. some shit around he's like no i'm not which gonna is kill all her. flammable yeah all of his shit's flammable so mm-hmm. of course it goes up into flames he starts freaking out because he has to be cold otherwise he melts yep and so he ran into another room. She runs in there. She watches David Warner as he's like melting, melting like a little bit. He's only melting a little bit at this point. But that's when the landlady comes in with a double barrel shotgun, blows a hole in the back of Emily. And that's when David Warner's like, no. And he starts reenacting that Robbie Williams video where he starts peeling himself apart. And he's like shaking and jiggling and goop is falling out. And he's just like, no. And it's like a good two minutes worth of what? like yeah, we're just peeling. <laughs> Peeling like, himself apart. I was like, damn, this is cool. Uh, and he flops over. And the last thing, which I, I love that whole bit because he's sitting there and he's like, no. And he's like freaking the hell out. The landlady is watching the man that she has loved for years who has never given her love back. And he falls to the ground. Is his, his skull. His, I was like, yeah, just like a mushy skeleton. And uh, his One eye hand. is like dribbling out of his skull. And his last words on earth are, Emily. And she's just like, well, time to blow this bitch away. So she points the gun at uh, Emily and she goes, and she, she's about to pull the triggers when Emily goes, I have his baby inside me. And then we transition back to the... the who we assume is the daughter. The the, the daughter and the, uh, the reporter guy talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And the reporter guy is still drinking away on that tea. Uh, and she's just like... It's just like, well, that's when I, I, you know, I've been living this long and da 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 da. Uh, I've been living here. My mother died, and everything sucks. And I don't know why other people would die. And uh, the uh, reporter is like, well, if if David Warner died forty years ago, then why are there three more dead bodies out there? Nope, I call bullshit. I think you're your mother, and you somehow got uh, undead. After David Warner put his water baby syndrome. stuffing in. Right, and that's, water, yeah, water bear syndrome. Or something or like that. Uh, and uh, so she's just like, wow, you totes got that one right. Uh, but the only way that I can can feel the baby that's inside me. I, I almost died, but I came back. But I can sometimes feel the baby inside me, but I need fresh spinal fluid to do that. And the air conditioner in here is sometimes breaks down so i need to make sure i have a lot more so thank god that the reporter is here you uh because uh i'm totes gonna kill you and then the reporter falls over he's like oh curse your inevitable betrayal after i was so mean to you how could have <laughs> how seen dare this before you poison and, me 
And that's when the landlady comes out all hunched with the uh, the She's big syringe. So old, like so old. And I still gray feel and... his body and his, his baby inside my body. We we just got to keep it going. Maybe we'll figure something out. Isn't that right, old landlady? Yes, that's right, Emily. When she walks up with the little syringe, and she goes, just like she's going to syringe the reporter. Uh, it's at that point that we switch back to Jeffrey Combs, who is, I guess, done reading this. Uh, the uh, the internal mechanism shoots up another uh, wall and opens up a little bit more with uh, the um, the Necronomicon vault, mm-hmm. um, which is the next sigil that pops up. And that's that's uh, spooky. Um, what were what were you calling that one? What were we calling this next story? Oh, this one was the uh, the butcher. Uh, the butcher who wears galoshes yeah, or something. The yeah. butcher in galoshes. Because uh, that's how we figure out who the butcher is. So um, we're following two cops. Apparently this is Philadelphia. And in the middle of this is a uh, serial killer that these two cops are, I guess, chasing. Uh, Unfortunately, these two cops apparently had a tryst. And the lady cop who was driving uh, is prego with her partner's bebe. Mm -hmm. And Um, her partner's like, you gotta stop driving so crazy. You're gonna kill us. You wanna kill me? Fine. He pops his... He unbuckles uh, his unbuckles seat, belt, seat belt. Like a dingus. He's just like, you could just just slam on the brakes, smash my head open. That's all it's gonna take. Uh, and she's just like, I'm not ready to be a mother. And he's like, but what? And then we see that the, uh, the car that they've been chasing with the butcher in it has stopped. And she didn't realize it. So she somehow hits the ramp that's right behind that car and flips <laughs> over it. Uh, in doing so, she crashes the car, uh, passes out. She wakes up a little bit. The partner is all effed up. So uh, this is when we see a figure with galoshes on uh, pull the partner and pulls him into a abandoned building. Yep. Uh, the cop lady gets out and chases him in and it's like looking around and she keeps, she's like, look at, I mean, she's, Super long, freaked out about like, it. Like, long story short, though, like, this is basically just her chasing somebody who's pulling the cop throughout the entire fucking building. And it's it's long at this point. It, it's uh, a long-ass story. So much so that she she gets to a elevator that is taking the cop down the stairs. She can't get the elevator to stop, so she shoots it. It does stop. Which does stop it. Which I'm thinking that it just ended up on the ground floor. But it still didn't stop it? Because or something? Yeah. He can still... So the person still drags the cop out, the partner, and still drags him to wherever the hell he's being yeah. dragged to. All she to. did was actually break the fucking mechanism so she couldn't so she, call it back up. Yeah. So she runs. She slips on a piece of rope that grabs her foot. She punches through... I want to say it was like an air duct that she was running through or something to, like and that. And it had to have been like four like four floors yeah and she slips she falls she almost impales herself on this uh precariously placed a box full of like sharp oddments uh which she's saved from at the last moment by the uh the rope that was tangled around her foot which uh i'm just saying right now tore her leg off and then she fell and she died uh, but that's not what we got in the movie she is somehow able to moosh herself off to the side before the rope breaks and she ends up laying down there for a while, wakes up, walks around, finds the person who is calling himself the owner of the building, who is this old guy wearing like huge a eyes, trench coat with big glasses and a huge fedora eyes. on. I only saw his eyes and I was like, holy shit, he, he is, um, 
he is definitely a Dagon. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Like, Which, it's so funny, because he's not. He's really not, yeah. Uh, but he's like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, you're looking for the butcher guy, aren't you? And she's just like, yes, I'm, you know, like, I, she's not even saying yes. She's like, where's my partner? She's, <laughs> she's angry throughout Every, the entire everything thing. Everything she does is, like, screaming at people. It's yell. Uh, and, and the guy's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll take you to him. So he takes her into this, like, internal room where she almost gets shot by the guy's supposed wife. Uh, and... Is old lady, old big lady with uh, big sunglasses on in the middle of the. And you thing. think she's blind because of the way that she's talking? Like she's sniffing. She's like, oh, she smells pretty. And pregnant. And pregnant. She's super pregnant. Uh, it's like, oh, that butcher keeps getting out somehow through this tunnel. It's like, well, then open up the tunnel, fuckface, or I'm gonna shoot you in the back. As a cop, I do that. Yeah. Uh, so the guy's like, okay, okay, calm down, I'll do that. Um, Inside of the room that they're in, uh, we see the Necronomicon. Uh, we don't get any kind of reference to it or anything like that. But she's like, oh, you smell pregnant. And I bet it was the father was the partner, wasn't he? She's like, shut up, I'll burn you in fucking, you know, the flames of my rage, you stupid old whore. Which is exactly kind of the feel that she's giving. Everything she she's does so is screaming. Angry. She's so angry. What's taking your husband so fucking long? I will empty this fucking gun into your face. And I was like, Jesus Christ, cop lady. Calm the frig down. Which she also, the cop also says that she wasn't going to keep the baby. That was oh, yeah, one of the that things was, that she that said. Um, so it's at that point that the husband finishes. They go down into these ruins, which are like... Like creepy, like Mesoamerican it's tunnels really cool. in, it's under really cool. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, we also had the old lady say that the butcher was an alien, but then the butcher's wife, like the uh, the the I owner's the wife, yeah, or... her husband, yeah, he says that uh, oh, he works for aliens. He he's not an alien though, but he works for him. Oh, that's right. That's because he's the okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and they go down in this big hole where. That's when the the owner guy puts on the galoshes. Turns out he's the butcher, uh, and the old lady throws fire on the cop. It yeah, was weird. she like, burns her. Well, yeah. she burns her with like a torch or something, or something like that. Uh, she has to immediately tear off all of her clothes, uh, and then gets thrown into a pit that they pull a a, a rope ladder out of, which is actually a stomach or something. Yeah, is it a stomach? I think. It's, okay. I think she's in a stomach. Right, because uh, inside of this uh, this pit is like a whole shit ton of bodies and walls that bleed. Yeah, because she she shoots at the walls and they bleed. I was like, oh, that's not good. And it's all like squishy it's and green, super green goopiness. Uh, she finds her partner whose head has been completely like blown out the back or something like that. But he's got like a creepy face and he like flop. He's like jittering towards her and flopping at her. He's, he's like, like Sarah, because that's the cop's lady's name. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Um, because every time I think Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. Uh, it's at this point she beats the living shit out of the the partner's body, which again pops up and it starts jittering at her. So she beats the hell out of it again, and then a a creepy like it's like reptile a, thing. It's like a manta ray, but a like, bat, like a tiny pterodactyl, and a it, but it looks like a like it it has um wiggly arms, more wings, I guess. Like um, it looks more like a manta ray to me. So it's like the wings, I guess, look more. Like the whole body. All right. I mean, it's a, it's a Muppet. It comes out of the, the cop's body. So she shoots it. 
It gets slammed up against the wall, and then it starts talking through its chest. What would you have called that, honey? It it was a vagina. <laughs> it really was. It was, it was a slit. Like, it was it was a slit, so and it was nasty. it was it was so nasty. It was like, why is it, it doing that? It looked like a very like, floppy vagina. And it's like, Sarah, <laughs> they put my mind into this horrifying Muppet, and I have to talk like this. Stay away from the walls, Sarah. They're all in the walls. <laughs> so she freaks out, and then as she should, she gets like on top of a like a thing. Well, she got on top of the. Like how do so like this is the part that weirds me out. So she she got on top of the thing before she saw him because there was like a weird like like a little um altar altar yeah. So she gets on top of the altar and she's like oh hi the baby whatever you want and then she got down she saw the cop she she they did the fight they did the weird manta ray flappy vagina thing and then that is whenever they all started to come off the walls at her and yeah. she was like ah so she for instead of like protecting anything else she just closes her but ears isn't isn't the 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 old lady wife and the husband guy down there with after her? afterwards or is, is this when they have the freaked out the transition like, though yes okay. so so she so she's freaking out whatever she passes out and then it shows her opening her eyes I... and then they're above her like talking, but it's actually them as like the little manta ray. Oh, gross that's right. Things. No, no, no. She, she, um, she like, yeah, that's right. And they, they've got her on the altar, and that's when they cut off her arm. Yeah, and they're with like, like a weird mouth, like chainsaw or something like, like that. They like the bone marrow. Yeah, it's like oh da da da, it's... and they suck it out like a straw. Like they're like Ew. inside of her. Like a, there's like well, part later on where like one of the Muppets has its like straw into like a floppy arm, and it's like sucking up the. It's sucking out her bone marrow. I was like, that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but there's that one part though. <laughs> And then he laughed so hard that's, because that's in a little bit. Oh, oh, not yet. Okay, no, okay so that's, that's after. Okay. So what's we get an explanation? These things oh, yeah, are around, right. and apparently they need human bodies to breed. Uh, so they're gonna keep her alive, but they got to cut her off her arms and legs. Uh, and that's when she has a freak out and she wakes up in the hospital. Uh, inside the hospital, you pointed this out. All the the uh, the paintings were of the inside of the monster. Uh, and then the doctor shows up, who is the butcher guy, mm -hmm. uh, and her mother shows up, who is the butcher's wife. Yeah. Uh, and they're having a whole conversation. They're like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, you know, you should, you know, if. if it's something about, like. It's the baby. It's about yeah, the baby. It's like, I'm sorry, Mom, I, I didn't want to keep the baby or something like it's that. It's my choice. It's my body. Yeah, and she's just like, it's okay, honey. If you can forgive, or like, if if I can forgive you and God can forgive you, then you just need to forgive yourself. Well, what about uh, my? Uh, oh, I just don't know about your partner. And like, what about my partner? Oh, he's brain dead, honey. He's he's in the room, the, the, the bed, bed next, next to you. you. And that's when the walls start bleeding, and they take the uh, the the like the, privacy curtain uh, away and it's it's the cop's face with like the the missing but back it, of his head yeah but it's like before he got all poofed so it's yeah. like and so they pick up his head off the pillow and it's like you there's, can tell that there's like no behind it, it's only like the front was, part of his head it is a decent effect uh that's when the uh the mother lady uh gets her glasses knocked off and we she doesn't have any eyes yeah she opens up her uh her dress and it's like you were never meant to be a mother and it shows her the baby inside of this like clear like area Sack. inside of her it's like oh that's creepy and then with a the little vagina with little vagina mouth yeah right above it 
<laughs> that's when the uh, the cop lady wakes back up into the horror that she was in, which is the uh, the she's on the altar. She's lost both her legs. Uh, the one other of her arm, arms. Yeah, yeah, the other arm is getting cut off. Uh, we see one of the Muppets run sideways, uh, <laughs> and it, it's it's very much like Primal Rock. It's like it's like bouncing. <laughs> Like, you know, whenever Kermit like freaks out, he's going. Ah! It was like that. That is exactly what it looked like, and I started laughing because, like, I, I, I don't know. It just seemed very out of place considering the horror that was happening everywhere else. And then there's just this random like little ah! like running past the screen. Oh god, it was funny. And that's when the lady freaks out, laughs, and then end. We get back to Jeffrey Combs. He's like, oh, okay, I finished reading that. The uh, the last sigil goes off, and there's this weird little um, light, right? It's light like a behind it, like a like a like a bear trap opening. Uh, that's when the um, monk the monk comes in. He's like, uh, Mister Lovecraft, because he's H.P. Lovecraft this whole time. Uh, he's like, you must uh, just put the book back. You must put it back. You don't know what you're doing. He's like, I, you know, just come out of there now. And he's like, I can't. I dropped the keys. Do you know what you have done, you idiot? Uh, and he, he's like, he's like, just put the book back. It's, it's, it's almost too late. And that's when the door thingy starts to open, and like tentacles shoot up from under the grate that's uh, that Jeffrey Combs is standing on, and wrap around him. And he's standing there, and it's weird. It's actually kind of cool because it looks like they flipped it upside down and just started pouring slime all over him. So it looked like, you know, whenever it's right side up, but the slime is just like shooting upwards. It I reminded guess. me a lot of uh, Prince of Darkness. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's it's exactly like the it's reverse. Like so it's like coming straight up on him. Uh, so the monk starts to push himself through the bars, and he's able to like pinch his head through, which yeah. is, it's, there's no way for his head to go through that, but he, he starts pinching, and he's like crawling through. Uh, that's when Jeffrey Combs, uh, we find out that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft had zero chill because uh, he grabs a hold of his dog-headed cane and he pulls out his sword uh, that's in it and he cuts down into the thing and he keeps stabbing repeatedly and it's shooting blood and goop up at him. Mm -hmm. And he just keeps stabbing. Well, it, it leaves him alone. That's when uh, the monk is like... You know, oh, well, now I gotta fucking kill you. You you have to uh, knowledge is has to be paid for, uh, and now you're going to have to pay with your life. Uh, and that's when the uh, the bear trap thing, the light goes out, and then like it opens up completely, and we see inside of it like the 2001. It's like a like, tunnel, tunnel of lights. Yeah, uh, and something is coming towards him. the The monk grabs a hold of Jeffrey Combs and is pointing him towards it. But that's when uh, he uses his sword and he stabs oh, him in the side. Well, no, we forgot about the part where like he's grabbing oh, a hold of Jeffrey yeah. Combs. And Jeffrey Combs decides to do this weird flip around and grabs a hold of the monk's face, his and, mouth, like and like, starts pulling it. Like he's trying to break his jaw. Basically, like he's about to kill the son of a bitch. Like straight out, no talking, just like f you, bro. I'm gonna tear your fucking jaw. Well, unfortunately, he pulls the uh, the Skin mask. Off. Yeah, it uh, was like which he is... has like no eyes and it's just like teeth. Yeah, so he's like, now you're going to die, and that's when the uh, the thing is coming through the tunnel. Yeah, sorry. Jeffrey Combs stabs the monk. The thing comes out of the tunnel. Jeffrey Combs is able to dodge out of the side of it. It eats the monk, leaving the flesh suit behind. Uh, and then pulls back. That's when all of the sigils come back up and the vault shuts. Uh, Jeffrey Combs, BT the FO. He's just like, fuck this shit. GT. GT the GTA. Uh, GT. Back the fuck off. Get the fuck out. Oh, he got the fuck yeah. out. I don't yeah. give a fuck. So he gets the fuck out. As he's running out, 
um, the uh, the other librarian is like, you do, do you know what you have done? And all I can think of is Jeffrey Combs going, yeah, I know exactly what I've done. I've gotten a free book. Later, bitches. I got a book. Because he's got, got zero chill. He's just like, fuck this shit. Everybody <laughs> and he, dies. And he runs out. And it's so funny because he had told the cab driver at the very beginning, like, wait for me. And he does. Like, the cab, the cab driver's like, real cool. He's All right, like, yeah, Mr. absolutely. Oh, hi. Hey, Mr. H.P. Lovecraft. Why don't you just get back into the cab? So Jeffrey Combs does. He jumps into the cab. And he turns out he took the Necronomicon with him. And that's when we end. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really like this one. Uh, you know, which is good because you usually hate movies that I suggest. Uh, yeah, but I love H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, and you like Jeffrey Combs. And I love Jeffrey Combs. Uh, so this one was a lot of fun. I really dug a lot of... It's it's three different people, three different directors. You get three different kind of points of view. You get a lot of like practical effects on top of like the weird rotoscoping and stuff that they do. A lot of fun. And so even if you're not paying attention, you still get a little bit of, of goofballness in there. And there's a little bit of nudity if you really want it. Even the Mortal Kombat Annihilation guy didn't fuck it no, up. No, he didn't do a bad job. Yeah. So uh, what are you going to give this one? I'm going to give this one a 9 out of 10 tentacles. Okay, I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm gonna get, yeah, I'll give it nine. Uh, nine uh, talking uh, vagina Muppets uh, out of uh, out of ten. Uh, it's a lot of fun. My suggestion is is put this on your next bad movie night, even though it's not that bad of a movie. It's really this'll, not bad. This will be a good palate cleanser in the middle of it. Uh, you can can watch that on there. Has great effects. Has you know some funny moments. It's a lot of fun. It's good. It's really really good. Highly yeah. recommend it. And if you do, let us know. Uh, reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com. Esat3am.com is going to be our main page and at ESAT3AM on Facebook and Twitter let us know if you watched it you enjoyed it tell us if you hated it we can tell you why you're wrong not really we'll tell you in a very respectful way that's because we're very nice or you can actually just give us a voicemail reach out to us at anchor.fm and uh, leave us a voicemail on there uh, we'd love to hear from you we, we really appreciate it heck yeah we do but until next time we'll see you see you soon bye later Ugh, Muppet vagina faces. So gross.